This is going to be a different vibe because this is a nighttime one. So we got to Yeah. It's a night it's a night cast. It's it's a little bit more sophisticated. A little bit more relaxed. It's like a Charlie Rose interview. That's I was just thinking like. I was thinking about the sexual harassment Charlie Rose allegations today. Do you know about them? The robe? Yeah, like he was wearing a ro like an open robe or something. Yeah, but there's more to it than that. What? So he invited interns over to his house to do um, chores and and shit and like run errands. Okay. And so this intern came over and he's wearing his robe and his it's like very loose and like his penis is like poking in and out. Okay. You know, on it's occasion. It's not like fully there. It's like kind of making it. It's like the Sharon Stone basic instinct thing. It's like every time he uncrosses his legs. Yeah, I imagine that. And I don't know if it happened before this or after this or at the same time, but one time the intern went over and he was like, yeah, I just uh, diarrhea in my toilet and it won't flush. So apparently there was like a toilet brimming with feces. That's the exact quote. Ew. And the in, and like the young female intern had to uh, plunge it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Poor lady. Is she still working the, in showbiz? I mean, who cares? Well, I mean, like you know how like people like the woman who like Louis C.K. jacked off in front of or whatever like left showbiz. Like Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman left show business. <laughs> is that how you're talking about? Is that supposed to be like a, a gotcha? <laughs> did you just get me? Is that what that? Is? I mean, he did that uh, in front of every yeah, every woman he knew. Yeah, he did um, that in front of every woman he knew. So some oh, some stayed, some left. One day. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, what are you saying? What? What's I mean, your I'm, argument? Uh, I mean, I don't, if you don't want me to do the bit, I won't do it. So let's just, yeah, let's do, I love you, daddy. <laughs> Look, man, I'm sorry, but if, if you're not going to be a, a good boy, I'm going to have to punish you. <laughs> um, you're being a bad boy. Being naughty. Yeah. You're being fucking naughty and I don't like it. What do you, how, what are you going to do? You're going to punish me? You're going to say punish while you punish me? Punish. It's kind of, that's good. That's that guy's Batman voice. Christian Bale, like deep gravelly Batman voice from a baby face. It would be so great if you just said punish right before you stuck your dick in a girl the first time. <laughs> I mean, when they're fucking you, it is punishment. So I get, I get it. For me, it'd be like happy birthday, that sort of thing. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy that'd be even birthday. that'd be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh Merry Christmas. How about that? Let's <laughs> I'd say Merry Christmas. Or Happy Hanukkah if they're Jewish. You know. Or the the Muslim one. I, I don't know what, what that one is, but Muslim I'll just tov. say happy holidays. Yeah, Muslim Tov. Muslim Tov. And then you step on a little Muslim. Yeah, little glass Palestinian. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. 
That's cool. Any more about Charlie Rose that we should talk about? That's that kind of is a fucked up sallowy thing, by the way. That poop thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very sallow. Sallow is only going to become more and more true as the more and more we learn about the elites. Yeah, it's very poop based. But it's okay. I don't want to kink shame Charlie Rose. You know, that's his orientation: is robes and diarrhea. You know what I mean? What? What's going on? Punish. <laughs> Bad podcaster. Good podcaster. You better nice run. You better run. That grandpa. Is, you better hide. That's a good impression of the grandpa from Silent, Silent Night, Deadly Night, or this week's movie. I'm your grandpa, Adam, and I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> grandpa? It sounds just like him. Every grandpa has that, like, kissy face chubby cheek ma- mouth fucking voice you know sounds like he's got like a, a cheeks full of I mean did you even watch the movie <laughs> of course what are you talking about do you even know how to speak English <laughs> what, you... what did you say kissy cheeked he, oh <laughs> kissy he's, he has like a thing like the grandpa in this movie you can only do the impression of him if you're making like a kissy face if you're pout, really poutied with your lips the guy has like veins popping out of his head yeah it's a really good performance that's a really good one scene performance which you apparently didn't watch i did i watched it what do you say you know, why I, do you say that such things he has a kissy face he's the, try to do an impression of him and i guarantee you'll you have to make a kissy face i am doing an impression of him i am doing him Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. Whose is better? I feel like mine is. Mine's better. <laughs> I capture the emotion of him. Yeah. The vein. The vein in the forehead quality. Um, yeah. I feel like we're watching a lot of Santa shit. Look, it's December. It's topical. I know, but Jesus Christ. You think this movie is, I mean, it's just get, getting going. Like we're doing, next week we're doing Santa Claus the movie starring Dudley Moore yeah. and John Lithgow. I feel like we got to talk about that a little bit more. No, that's the movie we're doing. <sighs> Why are there so many movies about this guy? Well, that's a good question. I guess like for so, I, I guess because of the Christmas break, it's just very easy to release a movie around Christmas and get people to see it. And people will just go in groups and check out a fuck any fucking Christmas movie that's out. Not yeah. not as many holidays have as many movies. True. You know, Halloween has a lot of horror movies. Sure. But well, it's like every year. That's part of the bu- the business plan for, or was, maybe still is for studios. It's like yeah, you have like a Halloween movie, right? Even like the Halloween franchise. Well, yeah, Halloween, they're doing one Halloween sequel every year. Yeah, because it's like, of course, it's Halloween. You're going to see Halloween. Every every Halloween, a Saw movie came out. Every Halloween, um, I forget what other franchises, Conjuring maybe or Insidious. Like there's always, Lionsgate would always put out like a Halloween movie. I think uh, on the, 
the Lifetime Movie Channel, they have a Christmas movie every two hours. Like twelve twelve movies a day on. Yeah, and, and, and during AB, December and ABC or ABC Family or whatever that channel is now, they do every day. There's Christmas shit in December, wow. but it's a little much. I can't, you know. It's like, I mean, if you're a little kid, I guess I get it, but I'm not excited for Christmas or anything. Like, I'm not even getting. I may get one present. What's the best Christmas present you ever got? The first thought that popped into my head when you said that was there was this like robot toy thing called like a My Pal or something like that. And it was really cool. I remember it being really cool. It had like a see through face where you could see the wires and shit. And it, but it like you turned it on and it did like its movements and stuff. My Pal? My... Never heard of this fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know if it was My Buddy. Is that a... Oh, it was I like see a robot. It, uh... This looks like shit. <laughs> my pal 2000. He it's has my like cherished a Christmas, Christmas memory. It's like a robot boy with a plastic face. Yeah. I love that. And he has for sneakers. Yeah. I was like, that's me. That's a robot version of me. He's, I finally have a friend. Wow. This toy sucks. <laughs> oh, it was cool for its time. You got to think about the technology was cutting edge for its time. I think it was. Like kind of, a, I think you got a sharper image, actually. He has like a red shiny dick on the top of his head. Yeah, that was that one of the could, reasons why I wanted it. You could easily stick it up a kid's ass and kill him. <laughs> and kill him. I mean, if you did it hard enough. Okay, you're thinking. You're thinking naughty right now. You're thinking like a very naughty boy. I'm trying to look this up too. Oh yeah, that was it. That's it. Yeah, it does My have a red 2000. thing. You can stick up your ass. Holy shit, has, that thing is cool. And he has no penis. He has a, a screw where his penis should be. It's like a big... Yeah. So see, the top see of a you screw. should identify with it. You so, have a screw where a penis should be. How many, um, how many Silent Night, Deadly Night movies have you seen? This was my first. Wow. <laughs> I've heard the second one is... It's like a funny, bad movie, right? Yeah, the second one's incredible. Damn. That would have been cool. <laughs> watch that. I should have watched that too, I guess, for this. I, I, I almost asked you, but then I, I, got, I got scared. So, the second movie is about the killer's little brother mm-hmm. as an adult, and he's crazy, and he goes on a killing spree. I don't think I've seen the third movie... Which I think is directed by Monty Hellman, who directed Tuling Blacktop, or he did the fourth the one. I can't remember. Yeah. One of the, and then like one of them, like Clint Howard's in. Silent Night, Deadly Night three and four are fucking unmemorable, but then um, the fifth one is actually pretty cool. It's uh, directed by Brian Yesna, I think, and he's the guy who directed Society. Ooh, yeah, that movie's good. So, and this one is about um, a guy, like a like a a young man or like an older teenager who I haven't watched it since I was in like third grade. He um, he starts working at a toy shop, or he's working for a toy, like a toy maker, and it turns out he's like Pinocchio, and the toy maker's like Geppetto, 
and there's a scene at the end where he tries to like kill and rape this woman and he pulls down his pants and he has like a plastic penis with no like no penis so he has just like a plastic ken doll holy shit genital area and he's just like he tries to rape her but he can't because there's nothing that he can use and you're like oh my god my life story is in a movie yeah because you don't have a penis and you try to rape me no you (laughs) no you're the one that doesn't have a penis nice try smooth move i gotta give it give it up but but anyway the my pal 2000 reminded me of that shit yeah Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It is weird that yeah. there's a screw right over where right where the penis would be. It's like you didn't need to put that screw there. Yeah, I don't like it. it looks weird. If you turned it, it's at a forty-five degree angle. But if it was at like a vertical angle, it could be like the slit of a vagina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I, that might be adjustable too. I don't know. You could make give your you could give it a. Um, vulva that's what the vis- that's the visible part of the vagina right and I can see he has little yellow balls and a hoop <laughs> yes I imagine uh... <laughs> I think it would be funny if like <laughs> you put the hoop in a kid's asshole and then threw the balls at him <laughs> uh, did you ever try that as a boy I, I did not try that as a boy. Mommy, daddy, I want a MyPal 2000. But there, it, it, it's available on Etsy, so I could I could get it and relive some some memories. But yeah, anyway, what's your favorite Christmas toy? Fucking asshole. Well, I mean, video games. I would just get like really awesome video games. Oh. None of this, none of this stupid bullshit. Well, I so, you know I got I've gotten video games as well for Christmas. You got some dildo-headed idiot toy. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I didn't say the toy that had with a, a fucking hoop asshole. Yeah, I that was that's the worst toy I could have picked. But that's the some first some castrated dildo-headed idiot. <laughs> it's called a my pal. All right, it was my friend. That castrated dildo idiot was my friend. You're just like fucking him. And you're 90. No, I did not. Did not do that. Did you fuck your toy? I would never. There's an element of mutual respect, I feel like, between me and my pal. I remember one time in, like, fourth grade, my friend and I, we just had, like, pillows, and we were pretending there were chicks, like, blowing us, and we were just, like, sitting in his bedroom, just, like, leaning back, and, we, and like... I remember he was just like, yeah, man. Like, just, like, leaning back with, like, one arm behind his head and the other arm, like, using to, like, press the head down on his dick, but it's just, like, a pillow. You and this kid were doing this in the same room? Yeah. But we weren't, like, we weren't naked. But were you were, like, doing it because it felt good, or were you doing it, like, hey, check it out. It looks like I'm getting blown by the pillow. I mostly did it because he was doing it, and he's like, yo, let's do this. And I was just like... Mimicking him, but uh, I didn't really see the point. But he was like, he was into it. This is a pretty wild story you just dropped. I feel like. Well, I mean, someone has to be interesting on the podcast. Man, I must be really uninteresting if this is the story you're you're pulling out. 
Yeah, my pal two thousand is is fucking lame. <laughs> it's not like rubbing a pillow against your dick, pretending that you're getting blown. Sorry, it's not as exciting as that. But yeah, we were just like chilling, like, yep, it was pretty good. This kid sounds like he was trying to have a sexual moment with you, or sexual moment around you. Trying. Least. He was like too, too horny to. Either he was like, what, what do you mean by do tr- what do you, you mean trying? Trying. <laughs> Sounds or he pretty was sexual, having a sexual moment with you, and you were doing it too. Yeah, you know, we're just having fun, dude. Is that the is that the is that the first like gay experience you had? I wouldn't call that a gay experience. I mean, it's not straight. What are you talking about? I was getting my dick sucked by a hot chick. It just happened <laughs> to be a just happened to be a pillow. Yeah, I guess it's like getting, you know, your dick sucked in a room with another guy, like your buddy who's also getting his dick sucked. All right. Yeah, we're just like two 10 year olds who got like two hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. I take it back. It's actually kind of baller. You don't understand because you've never. I've never been invited to that sort of thing. What's the most amount of people you've had sex with at the same time? (laughs) Like in the same room, you're saying? I mean, like, I don't yeah. know why I'm asking for What's the, the biggest I've orgy? With one the biggest orgy? One guy at a time. A woman. How many My Pal 2000s <laughs> did you fuck at the same time? Oh, yeah. I guess, the, yeah, he, he was in the room too. He was just jacking off in the corner. I don't with know. With his that, claw. <laughs> with his claw hands. Yeah. He's just uh, turning his screw back and forth until he busts. It'd be funny to fill his head with cum. <laughs> You see, he has a see-through head. Yeah, yeah. He has like a see-through, clear iMac head, and it'd be funny if you just like filled it with like yellow cum. That would be a very rude thing to do to to the my pal too. You just gave it back to your parents the next year. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I filled it off. Toys. I'm done with the toy. Topped off. Thank <laughs> you very much. I just need another one. I kind of treat it like a piggy bank, but for cum. Yeah, you're saving up. Save up all year, yeah. And then cash it in. So what did you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night, Adam? You're an adult man watching it for the first time. Uh, yes. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, I I thought that they... We should talk about the movie. I feel like we haven't talked about it at all. Well, um, what if I told... Well, let me ask you something. What if I... Or let me tell you something. What if... Did you think... It was one of the most controversial movies ever made. No. Why do you say well, that? Well, yeah, because it was. How so? So this movie, which was made by a bunch of young guys, and they were all like very excited about it. They, um, they made a deal with TriStar Pictures. Okay. You know, the, with the logo of the unicorn. flying horse. Yeah. The, fl- the unicorn Pegasus. with the wings. Pegasus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So they got TriStar to distribute the film, and they were all excited. And like TriStar was telling them, like, yeah, you know, uh, Paramount has Friday the Thirteenth, New Line Cinema has like Nightmare on Elm Street. So we want to like get into like a franchise horror movie. Yeah. And everything was going great, except like a week or two before it opened, they were running ads during uh, football games in the Midwest. Because they had all this like distribution money. Okay. 
and the shit like hit the fan and it was like a national story and people were like literally picketing and protesting movie theaters that showed it. Cause they're Cisco like, and, this is blasphemous. This is blasphemous against Christmas. Yeah. Against Santa Claus. Like, I think it's just that because they had the money to advertise, they could, they bought too much daytime advertising. Oh, like daytime TV watchers, AKA old people saw it and, and sports. So everybody saw it in like Wisconsin, you know, watching the Packers game or the, the bears game. 1984. Damn. And, it was like when it opened, it was pulled from all movie theaters within two weeks. Wow. This is so quaint sounding. I know. Right. And like Cisco and Ebert even did a, like a whole segment on it oh, that's saying cool. how, how vile the movie was. And then like Cisco's being like really self-righteous. He's like, so let me repeat the names of the writer and director and producers of this film. Michael Hickey wrote the film. Charles E. Sellier Jr. Directed it. And Ira Richard Barmack produced it you people have nothing to be proud of even if you made a few bucks off of all the negative publicity your profits truly are blood money you know i want you to know who's making money off this movie because it's blood money tri-star pictures this is blood money <laughs> what why do it's they care compl- so much about santa i don't know and it's completely ridiculous because it's like one thing they say on the audio commentary is that the writer was um very influenced by the shining and Almost everything that happens in this movie happens in The Shining. And, oh, interesting. And like, you know, there's The Exorcist came out 10 years earlier. Like, I don't know why this one pissed everybody off. But like, from what Siskel. I gathered is... God damn it, Siskel. After Halloween came out, there was such a boom with slasher movies that they said... For years, literally one slasher movie opened every week. Damn. And they were just one after the other after the other. And they're all low budget. And they're all trying to outdo each other with the violence and the gore. Yeah. And this one, like, and like, you know, they're eventually making so much money that the studios were like, we got to get in on this. We can't just let these fucking idiots make these fucking <laughs> stupid movies. Right, of course. And keep all the keep all the cash. So then... The studio started advertising, and so, yeah, the Santa Claus Killer. Are you saying I it's think, like one of the sl- slashers, earlier slashers, that got a lot of advertising? Well, it's the, it's kind of like the tail end, because Halloween was, like, fully independent. Yeah. And had a slow rollout, and took a long time for it to move around the country. Sure. This one was, like... 1984 um, yeah. it was like it's like the tail end in the slasher boom and it just pissed everybody off Damn. but um that's fucking the punk. good news the good news is that it, like it came out on video like a year later and everybody watched it because of all the controversy yeah and it had and like everybody rented it it was like a huge hit on video and they made a million sequels yeah, it's so it's so great. We were looking. Uh, Wit watched this with me too, and uh, we were we were like, "Damn, I can't believe there's five of these." Yeah, they did them pretty fast, and like, only in Silent Night, Deadly Night two, I think, is related to the first one. Mm. The rest, three, four, and five, are like totally unrelated, and I think possibly straight to video, but I don't know. Um. So what's so good about so? Because this is like this is like a pretty solid 
straightforward movie. I feel like, um, like slasher movie. It's like done well, and 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 like the acting is good, and like the direction is good, and and stuff, and like, uh, but Silent Night, Deadly Night Two is like bad and stupid and funny. Yeah, I mean, you just have to watch it. Fuck, I wish I, I we should have done that for both. Oh well. I was I was thinking about doing that, but then I just thought, you know, let's save that for next year. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be good. The sequel. The sequel of the... But yeah, all, you know, that's very... That's kind of... This isn't even also the best something Christmas uh, horror movie. What is, in your opinion? I'd say my... I'd say this is number three. Number really? two is Christmas Evil. Oh, and Black Christmas is number one. And number one is Black Christmas. Yeah, Black Christmas is awesome. And also, Christmas Evil and Black Christmas came out before this movie and had no controversy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, if you go on YouTube, you can just watch Siskel being like, this is this is a disgusting movie. It's uh, it's God. the worst movie since I Spit on Your Grave, and it's just, like, completely ridiculous. Siskel's such a little bitch, dude. And, like... I'm glad he got cancer. I'm glad they both got cancer, seriously. Um... <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's just completely disingenuous and it's also just mean because the movie shows a lot of promise by these young filmmakers yeah totally it's like not very thoughtful about them like trying to make something good and doing a good job with with because it isn't it isn't actually a slasher movie like in every way possible like it isn't just halloween he's not just walking around killing people uh, yeah. It's actually telling a story of, and using, it's using real inspiration from actual like serial killers and murderers. And how so? We see him as a child, and he gets oh, like yeah. traumatized, and then he like is abused. Well, we should talk. In, we should talk about that in the bit. orphan in the orphanage, and you know, it's not just he picks up a weapon and just starts cutting people down. Sure. Yeah. It's like this movie. One of the things I think it does really well is like uh, builds his fractured psyche convincingly. You know, the whole like first twenty minutes or whatever is like, or maybe ten, maybe it's just like ten, but like that's all like devo- like focused on like making it seem plausible that he like this like young Justin Bieber looking motherfucker would like snap. Well, I I, don't, I think these are. You know, it's a low-budget movie. Everybody's like an amateur. The actor had never acted before. <laughs> but I think they have good instincts. And I think they're yeah. just doing things. They're, like, writing and making the movie from their gut. And their gut instincts are all on point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're just, like, my point about the that was, like, there's just, like, a lot of screen time devoted to all the different ways this kid is getting like fucked up by the adults in his life. It's like not just, you know, him seeing his parents murdered by a Santa Claus on Christmas Eve when he's a little kid. And it's not just his grandpa being like, Hey, Christmas is scary. (laughs) What if you were the grandpa? (laughs) This movie would fucking suck. (laughs) Um, Amen. Listen. Hey, hey, listen. Um, Christmas is like, um, uh, it's it's bad and scary. That sounds like a chill old guy, dude. Are you my soulmate? 
Uh, yeah, I'd be great in that role. I'm just looking for like a romantic partner to like solve all my problems. <laughs> what? What? What, do you, what is this in reference to? <laughs> I'm just um, so like. Uh, are you you hang around here a lot? Cool. <laughs> okay. I can't help it that I just have like a, a very boring '90s kind of slacker guy. I see. I see why you're saying that now. One time in a or there's a letterbox review on one of my movies that I'm at that I act in where somebody in the review says I'm a wet sack of nothing. Yeah, they're right. I know. I know. That's the painful part. It's like a wet sack. You like wet underwear. <laughs> Like you went on, you're at the amusement park, you went on the log ride and now you're wet and you're just, and it's hot, but it's windy and you just have this like cold. I don't know if it's and hot, that like, could be refreshing. Some people might and find then it's that refreshing. Like, it's like rubbing the wrong way on your inner crotch. I think it's a good kind of wet underwear that's cool on a hot day. It helps keep you cool. You know, when on a hot day you put your underwear in some cold water and you put it on. You know, on a hot day when it's hot, you put on cold underwear and you put it on, <laughs> and it's hot, and so you all put right, on right. cold underwear. Okay, okay. And you put the underwear in the water. <laughs> all right, I guess. I give an example out of reality that people have experienced. Aren't you? Great? You just come up with you just come up with this insanity. Well, I'm not as good at night. You know that, and you always insist on doing it at eight. Well, I mean, eight. I have work. Uh, yeah right. You do. Yeah, you right. you don't do it at, until eight because you're afraid of your abusive girlfriend. No, I was working until eight o'clock. Um, okay. Yeah right. Me. Yeah right. That's not what I sound like. <sighs> anyway, I feel like you would. I I, I expected you, that you would want to talk about the old man, the grandpa scene more. All right. I guess uh, Adam has autism and he can't discuss anything without going scene by scene <laughs> no we can, t- we can we can talk we can talk about it but or like i don't know we should just like talk about the fucking movie though at least okay so the first scene in the movie is literally stolen directly from the shining it's the two parents driving the little kid in the car mm. they then go to uh, a mental asylum in utah the whole movie shot in utah which i think gives it like a a cool look yeah, it's very cold looking. It's very cold. It's very desolate looking. And um, damn, you and, remember when there were fucking mental hospitals? By the way, okay, so they go to a mental hospital to visit their grandpa on what Christmas Eve? Yeah, and it's they take the little kid into this big room and there's nobody in it except for an old man who's like catatonic, sitting in a chair. And the mom and dad are like, you know, say hi to grandpa, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And then um, you get the gist really quickly that the grandpa can't talk. Yeah. And the doctor pulls the parents aside, says, I need to talk to you. So the little kid, Billy, is left with the grandpa. And within like five seconds of the parents leaving, like half a second of the parents leaving, the grandpa immediately turns and reveals that he's like, totally fucking nuts to the child yeah and it's all about christmas too like he's nuts about christmas yes he's saying how what does the kid say like it's a merry christmas or 
Yeah. You must set it up somehow. And then the grandpa's like, Christmas is the scariest night of the year. Oh, yeah. He's like, what? He's like, Christmas is when you, you get presents when you're good. And he's like, that's what your daddy told you. <laughs> it's It should be in the considered a pan, in the pantheon of good one scene characters. Yeah. I mean, he, this guy... This actor is not like a big actor. He's the only other big movie he's in is Back to the Future. He's like the old man oh, with the yeah. family and the farm. Yeah, the shotgun, right? Yeah, and it's just so funny how fucking intense he is. Yeah. Talking to this little kid and like his his face is red. His eyes are like bulging out of his head. Yeah. And it's like it's truly scary. It's. I think it's easily the best scene in the whole movie, and like the fact that it happens so early, just like it just sets up everything to be like you just know you're going to see something like really sick and twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because after tr- like traumatizing this little kid, the next thing that happens is we see a Santa Claus rob a liquor store. Yeah. The liquor store robbery scene is really funny because. Uh, I watched it like three times today. Mm. The robber comes in and he's like, and then like the guy running the shop is like, oh, I got to hear this music on the radio. Now I got to see it in my fucking face. (laughs) And the guy's like, like, I forget what he said. Like, then he says something witty. He like pulls out a gun and then like, and then the shop owner pulls out a gun. And then like, there's this huge shootout. Yeah. Store owner goes down. It, it literally looks like it just is, it's like right out of Taxi Driver. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of scuzzy. Scuzzy. And then like the guy, he has all this attitude. He like takes the money. He's like, $28? Oh. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, this guy's on a serious crime spree. Totally. And then the car, so he like, he the family is driving <laughs> and they see him on the side of the road. And his car is broken down. But I guess it's not broken down. I guess he was just tricking them. Yeah, like he's so hopped up to like after robbing this liquor store or like gas station, he um he then decides that he's going to in the middle of winter park his car on the side of the road and just kill two people. Yeah. He's not like carjacking. Yeah, you know, that's right. I, like what's his long-term plan with this crime spree? Yeah. He's kind of missing the Christmas spirit, I would say. Missing the point of, of Christmas. Well, I mean, he's dressed like Santa Claus. That's true. But, yeah, he cuts the wife's shirt open, and he's very rude to her. He basically kills the father, then he starts raping the mother. But right. even before he can rape her, he, like, pulls her top off, then, like, slices her throat. That's what I meant by being rude. Yeah, and, like, it's so funny the movie was controversial, just by the advertising of a guy in Santa Claus. Cause like if they had actually seen the movie, it was so much, it's like, it's so repellent. <laughs> so much worse than <laughs> it's so much worse than the advertising could ever be. Yeah. But it's still a really good scene because it really, I mean, it really does work. Like it, it's yeah, like totally. truly, sh- it's like truly shocking. And like a little kid is watching the thing, like the whole thing. And the baby you know, is next to him too, which I guess. The baby's in the backseat of the car crying. Yeah. It's pretty fucking intense. And I saw this movie when I was like five years old. Were you scared of Santa? Did you get scared of Santa Claus? 
I wasn't scared of Santa Claus, but I remember just thinking like, whoa, this movie is, this is way more intense than most horror movies I watch. Yeah. Mostly for that scene. Because, totally. you know, the rest of the movie is pretty goofy. Well, it's like, a, that scene is like a, you know, it's like when it's intense and scary and shocking, but it's also like sad. Those are the, you know, the idea actually, behind it is sad. Those, those, those are intense. There's actual empathy for the villain or for the victims. Yeah. You had empathy for the guy playing in the Santa outfit? I don't have empathy for him. I have uh, direct emotional connections. <laughs> right. No, but like the little kid is like, like seeing a little kid like that cry and get all freaked out is, it's a good way to start a movie. Like it starts off real, you know, it starts off from a real place. Totally. totally. Um, yeah. And then it tie, and then it jumps a little bit ahead and everything is okay. Everything worked out. The kid's fine. Just kidding. Yeah. He basically is like, I hate to say it, but the little kid, they, the next version of the little kid, like the 10 year old kid, he looks like he's retarded. <laughs> he has like he's a little downsy but maybe he's think, like no i think uh he's uh i knew some kids that had that look and i think it's just they're just lippy they got big lips yeah his mouth doesn't shut and um he's kind of like zoned out all the time because he's supposed to just be like so monumentally freaked out after what happened to his family yeah he's in the orphanage he's in a nun a catholic orphanage catholic yeah. orphanage yeah in utah of course well, I heard they shot in Utah because there was no union. Oh, um, interesting. Non-union crews. Uh, so he's at this orphanage, and uh, the nun is all freaked out because he he did a drawing. They they were all doing drawings for Christmas, and and his drawing, like Santa, has a bunch of knives in him and shit. Reindeer's head is cut off. Really metal. He just turned. He's just turning into a really metal kid. Yeah, he's uh. He's really metal. I feel like this. if this movie was, um, if he didn't become a serial killer, I think he would have become emo. Oh, yeah, totally. He's like, Santa killed my parents. Life sucks. Santa killed my parents. <laughs> and now I'm fucking weird. Yeah. I saw him rape my mother. With an acoustic guitar like Dashboard Confessional. And then a nun turned me queer. Oh, nice, dude. Are you a songwriter? My podcast host is boring. You being so mean. But there's nothing I could do. <laughs> it would be cool turning, if I was so bad that you became emo. Became emo? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I think you just did. I would feel I'd feel okay about being bad if that happened. You're just such a awful person that everybody around you turns emo yeah so this kid is like he's got all these behavioral problems um yeah. there's this one really nasty mother superior nun and apparently um she used to give the lead actor uh acting coaching off like in between shooting well she used to charge him like 30 bucks an hour <laughs> that's who this lady's cool but like she has a lot of credit she's in a bunch of shit so, she kind of has a Rucker Hauer quality, if you ask me. I, I mean, they, she looks like Rucker Hauer. Rucker Hauer is beautiful. This woman looks like an old boot. Oh. How many beers? And she's fine. Hmm? How many beers to fuck this old broad? <laughs> the, old how, the old how many beers question. 
Um, I think she is a queen, and I would do it for without any fear. I mean, you could say something mean about her. Um, well, I did say she looked like Rucker Hauer. That's an insult to Rucker Hauer. <laughs> I don't think you just think Rucker, Rucker Hauer is a really handsome fella. I mean, she's completely unfuckable. In my opinion. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I don't like her personality. Oh, well, she's very mean. I don't like the mean. I don't like mean people. Well, so she's pro- a cunt. Yeah, I would have to take. I would have to have a few beers just to fuck a mean person. Well, you you just said before that she was great. <laughs> oh, I was. Imp- I was. I thought it was cool that she charged the little kid money for acting. Not lessons. the little kid. The the adult version of him. Oh, nice. Which is. It'd be funny if it was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind he of didn't even under- he didn't even understand what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, so the kid like does a weird drawing. He sees people fucking, and then the nun. Catches. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down, slow down. Okay, so okay. he does a weird drawing, and then he gets in trouble, and then like the nuns are talking, and this is like some exposition. There's a young nun who's like, he remembers, he knows. Look, he drew a picture of Santa Claus killing people, and then the old yeah. nun goes, he doesn't remember. He was too <laughs> young, and it's like he was five years old, and he was talking, and. And he's drawing a picture about the thing that happened. She's an idiot. And then um, eventually there's a uh, Santa Claus comes to visit the orphanage and the little kid's scared to sit on his lap and talk to him. So they pressure him to, you know, come on, go sit on his lap. And Santa Claus asks him, like, what do you want for Christmas? And the little kid gives him a left-handed punch that knocks him six feet off (laughs) his chair. It's a pretty good punch. I, would say. I was convinced. Yeah, it's very convincing. But, uh, you know, that's in character because, you know, spoiler alert, when he grows up, he becomes, like, very buff. Oh, that's true, um, yeah. They wrote the buffness into the, the it's little the rage. kid. The early years, yeah. It's the anger and the fear. And Santa's, like, after he gets punched, he's like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? And nobody is just being like, his parents were murdered by Santa. Like, why no, no, are we doing this to him? The kid gets in trouble, and he gets, like, locked in his room. Tied to Possibly, the bed. Yeah, he gets, like, tied to the bed. And then uh, when he gets out of the room after a few days, he's, like, walking down the hallway, and then he, he hears something, and then he looks through a keyhole, and he sees, like, two teenagers having sex. Yeah. Which I have to say... Um, Seemed a little far-fetched for this orphanage. Just that there would be teenagers like that? Yeah. There's no other Fair teenagers enough. in the entire movie. Or for in the entire time. scene. Yeah, that's true. It's like they just brought the teenagers in to have sex. Which feels <laughs> weird. Seems weird maybe to they me. Like, they rent a room <laughs> yeah. for kids. In Japan, they have these love hotels. Right. Because like, you work so much and... Your house is so small that when you want to have sex, you have to go to like a hotel. Oh, or I if it was you want to for like affairs or whatever, or like if you want to have an affair, yeah, or just hook up with someone the, that night. But um, yeah, it'd be cool if there was like a love hotel in a Catholic orphanage. Yeah, um, for so he's, for he's, teenagers. Of course, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that would with be a really giant cool. with a giant keyhole. Yeah, so perfect eye sized keyhole. And he's and the, he's checking it out. Perfect view. 
very lucky little kid. And then guess who shows up? Mother Superior. Old Rucker Hauer himself. Yeah. She goes in and fucking takes the belt off the guy's pants and then starts like whipping them as they're having sex. Yeah, he's that's very cool. he's very yeah. The the little the little kid is like traumatized by that as well. He just keeps getting like re traumatized. And I think there's like flashbacks of his parents being murdered at the same yeah, time. Yeah. He's just constantly watching his mo- like in his mind's eye, like his mom's top ripped open and then Santa Claus slicing her throat. Yeah. See, it's like well built psychological damage. It's well I done. mean, like it, they just said, I mean, they're really setting up the connection between the two. It's like Santa Claus, yeah. sex, violence, naughtiness. The sex stuff, I guess it I guess it comes up up throughout, but yeah, I mean like they I don't know if they needed to necessarily have that justification the sex part injected into it. I feel like he saw his parents get killed by Santa. That's that's a lot for anybody. Well, Adam. I mean, then now they can have like multiple topless scenes throughout the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Still it's silly me. What are you th- what are you thinking? Of course, of course. My mistake. Yeah, so what happens after this? The, the kid just uh I think he eventually grows up. Like the next thing is like he, he gets a job at the to- He gets a job at the toy store. Yeah. Um which is a hilarious scene. <laughs> where the where the the, uh, the the good nun who cares about him and thinks that he actually has some trauma from seeing his parents get murdered by Santa is like helps him get a job and she but she's like saying that it's like one of the orphans and the guy's like Ira, the guy who runs the toy shop is like, yeah. Oh, we don't have, need a kid for this job. And she's like, actually, and it's like a big boy, big man. The camera starts at his feet and goes up showing his body and his crotch has like this jammed up moose knuckle, <laughs> like awful eighties acid wash jeans on that are too tight. And his crotch is just all bent up weird. Just a really mushed penis. But then uh, the camera keeps going. You see his like giant arms. Yeah. And he's such a L- he's such an L.A. California looking guy. He looks just like Justin Bieber. No, he doesn't. He has, doesn't even like blonde hair. And his face. Like, if he has face is like exactly like Justin Bieber. I can't believe that. I don't this think is so. A, a point of disagreement. He does not look like Justin Bieber. I'm shocked that you say this. You have that face autism thing where you don't know what people look like. I actually feel like I'm really good with faces. Like, I'll if I, like, I remember faces, you know, I could, like, spot a face I recognize very immediately, like, in a crowded room. Anyway. Like an adult Justin Bieber? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, he doesn't look... Obviously, they're different body types. But, uh... I was struck by, you know, the casting of this guy is like a little weird because he's like young, handsome, beaver-y kind of guy, but he's supposed to be like scary and shit, you know? He doesn't have like a scary look at all, even when he's like by the end, he still doesn't even like look scary, really. Well, there, I mean, that's the tension of the character, right? Like you don't know which way he's going to go because as a kid, he's not exactly murdering people like... Yeah. The movie could the movie could still end up with him being attacked by Santa Claus or something. Like you don't know that he's uh gonna go on a killing spree at this um, point. You can't sure. it's like it's sure, sure, sure. And I I think that um 
casting this fucking hunk, this beefcake, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's like a cool, uh, it's That's a cool like curveball. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking hunk. Sure. Dude. I guess it, I mean, it is like a surprise when you see him the first time when it does that pan up, like, you're like, oh shit, that's what he turned into. That it's not like what you expect. I feel like the movie knows that. Zero beers. <laughs> I was yeah, of course. I he might need a couple beers for for us, you know, when he's fucking plowing both of us. I'd right. fucking attached it. I'd attached to his cock like a goddamn bicycle pump. <laughs> Screwed in. You'd give him the pillow treatment. Yes, You'd be the exactly. pillow on him. I'd be the. I'd be the fucking pillow. Yeah. I don't blame you, dude. Now, while he is very good looking, he's not actually the coolest guy who works at Iris Toys. <laughs> it's that weird Italian guy in the back of the fucking store. That really got me, got me for some reason. I must have a spit take. Yeah, he's got, guy, there's a short Italian guy who's really mean to him, but and, uh, but and that guy's cool as fuck. He's like Joe Pesci, and yeah. he does no work. He just sits at a desk in the back of the store, and whenever like Billy comes back there, he just yells at him. Yeah, his his like role in the store is a little confusing about like what his position is, because there's already like a a guy who's running things. That's Ira, you know. The store is probably the weakest element of the entire movie. Um, it's where the low budget really uh, hurts the film, like. It's a toy. It's like a shitty toy store inside, like an something like the size. It's like in a building the size of a gas station. Yeah, dude, that's what toy stores used to be like. Like a bodega. Yeah, but he has so many employees. There's like four. No, it's not like a department store size. I would say, like old department store. It's like an old grocery store. It's not. Yeah. It's not that big, and you can see they're constantly rearranging toys to make it look more filled out sure sure well I mean, their toy budget for this movie you know probably wasn't sure a it was lot a... considering it's not as big as the hollywood sh- studios toy budget yeah i'm sure it costs a ton of fucking money because they probably were just like oh god we have to buy toys yeah we, we have to fill out the set with just toys that we buy there's a lot of like uh copyright or like how do they get the releases to the job of the hut action figure that's you know there's boxes of it behind them you know what i mean yeah back then no one cared so you could have like mr potato head and return of the jedi and yeah playmobil and all the like people were more chill back then yeah they just said i was like whoa hey my products are in the movie that's cool yeah they feel yeah they feel like it makes them cool hey mickey mouse is in this movie where uh santa claus cuts a woman's throat in the first five minutes this is hip. <laughs> and also the uh, the front of Iris store is completely painted over and you can't see outside, yeah. which I think is like a, it's so they can shoot at night maybe or. Yeah, that's a good call. It's very much like, it looks like clerks when the, the store shutters don't open. Yeah. Wit thought that the pa- window paintings look like shit. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They look like shit and it makes the store look, um just like really gross and uninviting like i'm telling you man that's what that's what stuff used to look like you just forget like toys to old toy stores used to look like fucking warehouses okay adam 
Miracle on 34th Street. It's a black and white movie from the 50s. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me something that happened to you on 34th Street. It's like a gorgeous Macy's Christmas <laughs> um, seasonal setup for like a, a department store. Yeah, but remember like, wasn't there a to- the Toys R Us near you? Like, the Toys R Us, I feel like, had a, was a very warehousey sort of place where I grew up. Yes. Okay. Toys R Us is very warehousey, but I mean... The shit on Irish shelves aren't even straight. Yeah. You know, it's very um, thrown together. Yeah, Ira does not run a tight ship. One of the uh, one of the producers or something like that is named Ira, right? Oh, well, that's an interesting <laughs> factoid. Yeah. I noticed that at the end. It says like an Ira something picture. And I was like, wait a minute. Like the Jewish toy store owner? Is that a coincidence? Is he Jewish? No, I no, I don't think the actor is Jewish, but I mean Ira is not a Jewish name. Ira's not Jewish. I mean it could be. It sounds <laughs> anyway. pretty Jewy. It sounds Jewy. Yeah, yeah. It's not if it's not Jewish, it's Jewy. Ira. Hello, yeah. my name is Ira. I'm a Jew. <laughs> yeah. And I sell Christmas toys for all the children. That's really good. I feel, you know what that voice, you know what that impression is? Is uh, the Jewish character on Family Guy. I feel like you nailed that character. That's, uh. His name Ira? That's the guy from uh, Jerky Boys. Oh, really? Nice. I didn't know he had a voice career. Voice over career. This is Saul Rosenberg. (laughs) Nice. Trivia. Um. The fucking first Radiohead album is named after a Jerky Boys bit. Uh, Tom York's big Jerky Boy head. Pab- Pablo Honey. <laughs> that's what they really? named their first album after. Nice, that's cool. Um, I don't really remember anything about the Jerky Boys. You didn't like the Jerky Boys? No, I'm not saying I didn't like them. I'm just saying I don't remember anything about them. Did you see the Jerky Boys movie? I don't think I ever did. I didn't even move my, the mic. <laughs> I'm impressed. What can I say? That was also the perfect response to somebody saying they they have not seen the Jerky Boys movie. Top three Jerky Boys albums. Go. Popple Honey. No, that's Radiohead. <laughs> right. I don't know. You got me. You go. This is obviously a point of uh, passion for you. So please. I'm going to say Jerky Boys 2 is the best one. Or actually, it's hard to... No, Jerky Boys 1. Because Jerky Boys 1 has this one bit about a guy trying to get a job at... Um, like a me- He's a mechanic. No, he's a car dealer. He's trying to get a job selling cars. It's the funniest thing that Jerky Boys ever did. Mm. All right. It's a Frank Rizzo. Um, cool, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll check that out. Man, so anyway, at this fucking god-awful toy store that looks like shit. Yeah, it's the worst toy store ever. Billy starting to get a crush on his uh, fellow employee. Yeah. Who's like in her 20s, just worked at a toy store. There's just a weird age. These people are very weird ages, I would say. You know? No, she's like 17. It's just that back then, women looked older. Oh, yeah. Conservative. Ha- haircuts. Yeah, she has big hair. 
yeah. big curls. Teenage girls love getting haircuts like middle-aged women to confuse men. Uh, I was rewatching Blue Velvet and um, what's her Laura Dern's friends in that movie are so hideous and so old looking. Um, I've never been able to get through Blue Velvet. Oh my god! Well, you're about to watch Santa Claus the movie, and it's entirely- <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I I I think I've like fallen asleep watching Blue Velvet like a couple times or something. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. How far did you get? I got to the part where he's hiding in the closet and like through that scene. And you just like fall asleep. I don't know. Like his movies can be kind of like a little slow if you ask me. Take it easy. You are uh <laughs> Take it easy. Perf- you have terrible taste, Adam. Oh. There's something about his movies that kind of put me to sleep. I'm not saying I don't like them. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> this isn't a good Oh boy, I like I like uh, I li- I like I saw tw- I saw Firewalk with me recently, first time. Thought it was good. Not that I would you know. Not that I didn't get sleepy. That happened, but I liked the movie. So one thing this movie does that's really smart and really cool, and a lot of screenwriters should do it, is that this guy Billy has this crush on this girl, and then that night he has a dream where he has sex with her. Yeah, and this is great because. It allows your character to have a sex scene with the uh, female co-star, but then you don't actually have to write any plot development to make it happen. Yeah, that's a good. It's, just, it, it's like the easy. It's like the best plot development. It's like, oh, he can't have sex with her, so then of course we've got to show a sex scene. Yeah, and also it's funny the idea of like sl- like being asleep, having a dream, and in your sex dream, it's like a PG rated. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sex scene where you're just like slowly touching a woman, yeah, and you're just like unsure, and, and all the private parts are covered up, covered up by arms and knees yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's just a brilliant way to shoot a scene. You know, totally. All my sex dreams are fully clothed. So, all my sex dreams are like Austin Powers when he's walking around with the objects in the room covering his genitals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, Let's I'm go. always trying to, I'm always trying to like look around the object to be like, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see Elizabeth Hurley naked. You like walk to the side of this TV, but then it just, the object, it's like that Simpsons with the dream with the coyote. And it just like, I can't, like, I can't see Marge's face. I can't yeah. see, I can't see her boobs and her butt. I'm just you can't like, see ah. Elizabeth Hurley's butt. That's like, just like Marge's head. It's my nightmare, dude. That sucks, man. Um, can yeah. you imagine Sex if somebody are fucking awesome? Can you imagine if somebody thought that episode was like of The Simpsons was like really cool, but they didn't like, <laughs> but then they didn't like David Lynch movies. For for the listeners, he's saying that because I've said that the episode is cool. But Blue Velvet is just ah, it's sleepy. It makes me sleepy. I don't like the uh, the fifties, you know. The courtiness. Like the, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seems kind of lame to me. Like, what about da- Den- David what Lynch about has Dennis like Hopper? a, I love Dennis Hopper. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm like. You love Dennis Hopper, but you just don't like his best performance in his best movie? <laughs> well, you know, I haven't seen the full thing, I guess, because I kept falling asleep. But 
I do like Dennis Hopper. I like, my favorite performance of his is Easy Rider. He's funny in that movie. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. Um, he's kind he's of the, f- the... I don't know. I feel like he he's responsible for whatever that movie sparked more so than a lot of... Or I don't know. Like, something about... You think the director of the movie is responsible? Interesting. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. <laughs> but just, like, his performance, too, is, like, very... I guess that's that's like kind of what he was doing in his early career. That was that kind of shit. But like, I don't know. It's like a funny performance that I feel like I hadn't seen in movies earlier than that ever. I don't know. What well, my he was is. he was like um, he's in like fifties movies with like James Dean. He's in Giant. Oh, that's cool. He's uh, he was a very um, affected fifties kind of actor. Hmm. But then he just, I guess with the Easy Rider, it was just like fuck it, we're gonna, we're gonna be as real and raw as possible. Um, and boy, were they! Which is like an interesting turn because not a lot of guys did that. Yeah, that's what I've decided for myself recently. By the way, that I'm gonna be as real and raw as possible. Really? Just fucking like, you know, leaving cabinets open and like, not saying please. That kind of shit. Bold to be wild, dude. Yeah, that's that was, cool. that's my that's my um that's the song that plays in my head when I when I don't you know put knives back and so what? are you pretending? Are you pretending to be boring or are you just a boring guy? <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I mean I I I can't figure this out out of it. Yeah, I guess that's my I guess, I guess I'm not. A but also rough. you're you're like. No, you're like ironically boring. Yeah, it's ironic. You're just like I'm boring. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's I'm, I'm putting it on. It's not me. I'm actually very interested. Sharp, quick-witted. This is just for the show. How's that working out for you? It's going great. You know, it'd be really funny if you're just like driving. You're just driving down the road one day. And you're like listening to NPR, like Chapo, Trap House, like some boring podcast. <laughs> and then two truckers just like look at you and just like are disgusted and kill you, shoot you with a shotgun. Yeah, like just because I'm fucking the, a boring idiot, not because I'm like a hippie. I don't know yeah, you're just a boring idiot and they just like are so pissed. I mean, fucking I get it. That would be cool. You just be like, "Oh, geez, am I gonna be shot in the head?" Uh, yeah, yeah. That that'd be that'll be cool if that happens. I better put in my toe spreaders. <laughs> Don't bring that up on the podcast. Ah, uh, I need my toe spreaders. This shot, this this shotgun blast to the face is really gonna mess up my posture. <laughs> um, I I've told you explicitly to never mention my toe spreaders on the podcast. I wear toe really spreaders, everybody. I used to wear toe spreaders more frequently than I do now to try to fix my poor, poor feet. I have poor I mean, little feet. Imagine Kyle McLaughlin's like in your in the closet of your house, and he's just like watching you get home <laughs> one day, and you just like you just come home and like you put on your toe spreaders, or you get on your like stupid. Five dollar back 
spinal spreader. And he, <laughs> no, and he's it's just not. Like, That's not $5. It's $60. He's just like horrified watching you like do your like awful, boring, like <laughs> weird rituals. Yeah, yeah. It just takes, you know, it, it requires a lot of upkeep This to have this uh, well-oiled machine. He's just completely aghast at you. <laughs> yeah. He just takes his own life in my closet. Well, I guess he didn't see. What, I guess he didn't see what happened in the movie, so you don't know. <laughs> That's not you what happened. You just think. You just like I'm going to bed, so I guess all the characters killed themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's how movies end when I fall asleep during them. That's what I decide. Um, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed now. Is what I say to myself as I fall asleep. So, so anyway, uh, you know, eventually after working at the shop, things are going well. Uh, they're going really Bill, well. They're going montage Bill, well. Yeah, Billy's being a good employee. Ira likes him. He watches him, you know, do his job, like fix a couple of coloring <laughs> yeah. books. There's a lot of Ira, shots of Ira watching him smiling and nodding as he's doing, as he's like fixing shelves. And then... Uh, Christmas time rolls around and Billy's starting to get a little nervous. There's like pictures of Santa Claus in the office. Mm. There's uh there was a, supposed to be like a a Santa Claus talking to the kids, taking pictures, but he yeah. can't show up, so they put Billy in the costume. Of course. Who else would you ask to play Santa besides the young Aryan hunk, you know? The fucking bicycle tube. With what? The, with, with the inflatable pump. You know what I'm talking about. No, what do you what do you say? This is a callback to when I was gonna suck him off like a bicycle oh, sure, sure. pump. But anyway, uh, yeah, they put him in and yeah. uh he just starts like freaking out immediately. He's like staring off into space, he's getting all these flashbacks to his parents being murdered. He's telling a little girl when he's she's on his lap, she's like whispering, like, Are you naughty? Like freaking her out. Yeah, it's not going well. Uh, the nun calls, and she wants to talk to Billy, and she's like, the, that really cool guy who works in the back. I don't know his character name, but he's just like a Mario kind of guy. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah Billy got a new job. He's now Santa Claus. <laughs> and the nun's like, fuck. Why did I get him a job at a toy store? He's obviously going to go crazy. Yeah. I mean... This is a little far-fetched. He hasn't really shown any violent tendencies so far, besides oh, drawing sure. pictures. But uh, she's concerned. Yes. So then that night, there's a rockin' holiday party at the toy store. Hell yeah. It's a fuckfest. Ira is so excited to get shit-faced. Yeah. He, he walks to the toy store, and he's just like, Let's get shit-faced! Yeah. Literally. Let's get... Let's get fucking shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> to like his four employees. <laughs> yeah, his like four employees. They like pour drinks and they're like they take like one sip and then that cool Mario guy just immediately <laughs> takes the uh the girl Billy likes to the back of the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, while the other employees are in a small circle are singing a Christmas song, he whispers like, Hey, let's go fuck in the back and then they leave they sneak out effectively while the other three are singing the song like idiots yeah and billy's wearing his santa claus outfit he's just staring at him yeah. and he falls he follows them back there and they have very like slow 
like they very slowly undress each other in a sensual manner. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Billy, uh, you know, he's getting horny. <laughs> but he's also thinking it's time to punish these people. Yeah. So what does he do? What? He, I, forget what, I forget what weapon he uses. He oh uh, he uh, no he wraps the Christmas lights around the guy's. Well, the guy starts. No, the the girl doesn't want to fuck, and so the guy is like, "Come on," you know. Oh yeah, he's like a little rapey. Yeah, he gets he gets rapey, and he rips his shirt, the woman's shirt open, like the way his mom's shirt got ripped open, and then he yeah, starts but, having like you know, crazy. Uh, yeah, he starts he's going like, in freak out mode. Well, he does like rape foreplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, uh, Billy has. has Billy goes, looks uh, like he's about. Billy looks like the kid in The Shining. He's like shaking. He's twitching. Yeah. But yeah, um, this guy's like raping this woman, and he's just like, he's like licking her nipples. <laughs> okay. You know, and it's like. I mean, I get it that it's uncomfortable to shoot a rape scene, and you don't want to make it too unpleasant for everybody, but sure. making him just be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get you hot and bothered. Yeah. Oh, you want, you want it to be more real. I mean, I just want the actors not to look like idiots. Yeah. I honestly felt, thought that, um, the, the actress in the dream sex scene with Billy earlier, it seemed like she looked uncomfortable in that scene as well. I would say. So, you know, that's never fun to watch. You wanted she to be probably was uncomfortable. Of course. I mean, what, wouldn't you be? Somebody was licking your nipples? I would get nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Don't be nervous, William. Let the little Italian man lick your nipples. He's like, okay? come here. Let me see those nips. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't actually, I don't remember him actually doing the nipple licking thing that you're saying. but Ripping the top off. Yeah. Just, yeah, come here, Billy. Yeah. Oh, man. In my fantasy, I'm Billy. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was thinking that you were uh, the actress. Because that's my nickname, Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Billy, Billy kills him, and then uh, this chick is totally ungrateful. She's, like, mad that Billy murdered her coworker. Yeah, what a bitch. She starts slapping Billy. And she so starts being a real like, bitch. Yeah, I mean, these broads, you know, you do everything for them. Yeah. And it's just never enough. These chicks. You can't just kill a guy. So she uh, gets pissed, and then he ends up killing her, too, I guess. Kind of a bad bad move, if you ask me, for a girl that you like. Yeah, he, like, stabs her. Yeah. Well, you know, she was a whore, and uh, the nun taught him that people who have sex are bad, so. Right. Yeah, that nun did some really good work on, on this kid that had severe mental trauma yeah and you know what that depiction of the nun is uh totally accurate what are you saying i mean they're awful people nuns yeah i mean damn i'd be so pissed if a nun was talking to me like that it wouldn't make me want to be religious you know yeah i'd be like come on fuck off lady yeah i'm just trying to get i'm just trying to watch two people have sex (laughs) yeah uh do you mind Oh, yeah. What am I supp- not supposed to look? Get your own keyhole. Year- yeah, I'm 11 years old. Yeah. That's a big moment. If you're 11 and that doesn't go bad, that's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to you until that point. It's true. 
you know one that, time when that I was nun, a just like let them have it one time when i was a kid my uh brother and my cousins we used to go like river rafting and around sacramento oh that sounds cool or, or like the russian river and stuff and like, like white water rafting no just like down like a, a river okay there'd be like a few little white waterish parts but mostly it's just pretty basic okay. but one year so our grandpa would launch us up the river and then he would meet us down at the end of the river mm-hmm. that's cool so one year we were going on the river and we saw two people having sex like two teenagers hell yeah okay and this is like the first time i ever saw like a naked woman like in the flesh yeah and I remember after we got like with it, like we and like we're going super slow and we're just staring at them and they're just staring at us. <laughs> and then when we were like, and then like when we were about like 50 feet past, not even like they within, they could hear us. I yelled out to my brother, Mike, Hey David, did you see that girl's tits? <laughs> and he was like, shut up. <laughs> Imagine what that girl must have been feeling that moment. <laughs> you guys looked really cool. I bet. She probably was mad at her boyfriend for just making her fuck by the river. Yeah. And then uh, like a bunch of kids look at him. Dude, yeah, no, that's congrats to your little boy self for that though. I get I get that that's a big moment. That's one of my most cherished memories, and if some <laughs> nun course. hit me in the hit me in the head afterwards, I'd be pissed. Yeah, totally. Also, picture it from the guys who's fucking having sex. Like, he's having sex, finally, and then a nun comes in and starts whipping him with his own belt. Yeah, it'd be awful. That would be... So now Ira gets suspicious. He's wondering, like, what's going on with all my coworkers? You know, I'm just talking to this old broad. Where are the young kids at? Yeah. He goes in the back and sees Billy murdered two of them. So Billy uh, freaks out. He takes a hammer and just smashes Ira in the head. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a nice blood, there's a nice uh, splatter in this movie. It's got like brains in it and shit. Yeah, it's cool. The effects Irish. are good for a low budget movie. Yeah, like after Friday the 13th, you had to have good effects. Mm. Yeah, that makes in sense. Your, in your slasher movie, you know, you gotta, and whenever, whenever someone dies, you have to show their body on the floor. That's a Friday the 13th thing? It's just a horror movie thing, but like, yeah, you have to show, you always have to show the corpse. If you cut away from the kill, at least, you know what I mean? If like pace wise, it makes sense for you to not show, or does he, cause do we see that him kill Ira? I feel like it, it, we don't, we don't see the actual thing happen. Yeah. Ira, I mean, they didn't really have that, the visual effects to do that. Yeah. 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 So, oh, maybe that's why, but yeah, they, so you don't see the kill, but you get a really n- nice little um, money shot of him with the hammer in his head. What you do see, though, is uh, Billy shoot this woman with a bow and arrow in the yeah. toy store. Yeah. Which is I, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how is he going to catch her? Little did I know, he had a bow and arrow. Perfect toy store weapon. Yeah. Every toy store has a bow and arrow that has actual arrows. And then... uh the movie wastes no time. Billy just leaves the store, and then in, within the neighborhood, he finds a house where two teenagers are having sex. Yeah, in um, a pretty cool, like a pretty cool, like basement hangout room. Yeah, totally. It's got a pool table, and like, there's a lot of t- paintings of tigers, right? Yeah. Yeah, 
That's a cool thing. And the guy, too, who's having sex, he, like, never takes his jeans off, which is fucking pimp. Yeah, and this uh, and the girl is played by uh, Linnea Quigley from, like, Return of the Living Dead and oh, Night of the Demons. Uh, fucking trash? Yeah, trash. Trash is... It's a pretty cool character to be. You know, she's a scream queen. She's a... Yeah, but trash she, uh, is, like, a fucking... She should be more rev- uh, higher up in the scream queen character you know pantheon trash is cool well well number one you gotta have uh uh jamie lee curtis of course possibly janet lee oh interesting okay you know what you're saying sure psycho is that it you ever see psycho uh i fell asleep just kidding of course i want to see the other psychos i've heard they're good Oh yeah, Psycho two and three. They, um, you know, Psycho two and three kind of have a similar thematic vibe with Silent Night Deadly Night because Norman Bates gets out of the mental hospital and he starts working at a diner, and he has like a female coworker who he's kind of into. Same fucking thing. Yeah, I mean it's the same shit. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty standard stuff, I guess, for for uh, psychos. But you have a. Uh, Anthony Perkins. Right. And he's good, right? I've heard he's good in this movie. They're pretty good. I'm not that big of a fan of them. I really like the first one. I'm not... I know, like, Tarantino, I think he likes the Psycho sequels more than the original. Mm. Well, they're, like, 80s slasher movies, right? But, like, like in Psycho, in the Psycho world? Yeah, and, like, Tarantino said... um, like he likes De Palma movies more than Hitchcock movies because De Palma could actually do, and like could show the things that Hitchcock wanted to that Hitchcock couldn't. Mm, that's cool. I get that. But um, I mean, is he retarded? I mean, come on, Those Hitchcock movies are <laughs> of course really well made. If you say so. I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb here, but as Alfred Hitchcock guy, he's pretty talented. I'll have to check him out. Uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but so uh he kills Billy's... uh Linnea quickly. Well, yeah, but also she's like running around the house opening the door completely yeah. topless. She's also in jeans. It's a very jean heavy household. She's in jean shorts. Yeah. Daisy Dukes and uh she does not look uncomfortable if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? Uh what are you implying? I'm saying this chick, this actress, <laughs> she likes being nude. I mean, Return of the Living Dead. Not on. Well, you know the story about her being naked in Return of the Living Dead? No. She, uh, there was, like, some concern, but they're like, do you think she should be naked? Or, I don't know, like, this is kind of nuts, and then, um... Yeah, you want to be, like, respectful? And then she was like, okay, I got an idea, and then she went to the trailer and shaved her pubic hair. (laughs) And then they were like, okay, um, I think this... I don't think we can do that. (laughs) So then I think they had to make her like a... Oh, a merkin. Like a, like a merkin. Dude, that's one of the most dedicated actor moves I've ever heard. You want me to shave my puss? I get. I know what the problem is. I'll be right back. Do you think Meryl Streep does that? Yeah, that's like a James Gandolfini sort of move. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shave my balls for this role. Yeah. Preparing. He, he, Daniel Day-Lewis just plays a guy... His method acting is playing a guy who has no pubes the whole movie. Abraham Lincoln had no pubic hair. 
there's this new movie um, with Kate Winslet. And what's that actress's name from Lady Bird? Uh, Sarosi Ronan. Yeah, like, they have a pretty um, intense lesbian scene. Oh, shit. What's it called? Antinette? Mr. Skin. I'll be logging into my Mr. Skin account. I haven't seen the movie. I have seen the the lesbian sex scene. <laughs> of course. You gotta check it even... out. It's like watching the preview before you start, you know, you watch the whole movie. Yeah, like, I haven't even... I didn't even know the movie existed. I just clicked on a link and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm watching this now. But um, um, That's cool, man. If It kind of felt like Portrait of a Lady on Fire or something. I didn't see that. Did you? Just like period piece lesbian drama. Oh, I see. But the, be, you're saying outside of the scene that you watched? Because, yeah, then I watched a trailer with no sound on. And it was kind of like a Blue Velvet experience. Like I got bored, so I started clicking around. Yeah. Just like this movie looks dumb. That's cool. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying when you when you say blue velvet experience. That helps. You know, when a movie is released and you've never heard of it, it has no buzz. It probably sucks. Yeah, I get. I, you like it's buried. Yeah, I mean, have you heard of this movie I'm talking about? No, of course not. Yeah, but like, am I going to look it up? You better believe it. Well, like a really good sex scene can make a movie popular. Like. um Wild Things. Uh, Wild Things and also uh, Havoc, that Anne Hathaway movie. Oh, sure. That was like a big deal when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, they might as well just release the scenes. You know, they don't need to make the other the movie. Yeah, I don't know why they bother. Yeah. So he kills these two lovers, um, yeah. like a real jerk. Yeah. They're being naughty. and then, uh, naughty. But they're because... babysitting, and then uh, this little girl comes out. And this is probably the second best scene in the movie. Because, like, you don't know if he's just going to take his axe and just cut her head off. Yeah. But that would make or, him naughty. You, you, don't know if he, you don't know if he's going to pick up the little girl and just throw her on a pair of antlers on the wall like he yeah, did yeah. Quigley. But, but, you know, but, like, if he did that, then he would be naughty. Do you understand? This ha- I think this scene happens also in Christmas Evil. Like, any time there's a like a horror movie with like children there's always like a scene where the the bad guy it's like is he gonna kill the little girl is he not gonna kill the little girl like that's the save the cat moment i guess of the movie that's your second save the cat reference in the pod (laughs) oh man there's gonna be so many but uh you know frankenstein frankenstein you ever see that 1931 i watched it recently yeah he picks up the little girl and throws her in the river (laughs) oh yeah that seems awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, he really does throw a little girl into the river. Cause he's like, he, he's like, um, he's like an abysmal man or any kind of guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. But I think for this movie, I think it's good that he doesn't kill the little girl. Cause it's like true to his character. Yeah. Also, you know, he's a baby faced and stuff and it's like, the guy's good. I think the actor who's playing Billy is good. He does, you know, he does what he can. Um, he does a pretty good job, I think. But uh Well the the movie the like setup of the movie is all uh, Yeah, he kills naughty connecting. children. Well it's like what no, but not only that, but like the setup of the movie is connecting us with him as he's the prota- protagonist of the movie. But he's the killer. You know, oh my isn't god. That, isn't that strange? Isn't that bizarre? Oh my god, I've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> I mean 
I don't. In well, the, like in the in the new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet, the main character is named protagonist on IMDb. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. That's so you think cool. It, that's in the script. It's just like <laughs> can you imagine Christopher Nolan writing that? Just like, are you done? That's some balls, dude. If you to call your protagonist the protagonist, just give him a name like Joe or something. Or yeah. Like, who do you think you are? He's out of control. We need to rein in Christopher Nolan. Yeah, He's, I mean these these screenplays are just getting dumber and dumber. Yeah. Um, you know. I, did you see Tenet? Is it good? I wait for the 4K version. Oh, nice. You um, know, if I'm gonna watch this shitty movie, I want to see it in the best possible version. Sure, sure. Um, so he kills these girl. He kills the lovers. He also kills these jocks that steal like this nerd sled you kill some bullies all right that's a good scene it's a good scene it's very funny it's just a little bizarre that these two kids on christmas eve are sledding (laughs) around midnight yeah and then two jocks out of nowhere come they're just like oh do a little midnight sledding aren't you yeah fuck you kids and they take their sleds and then they're like yeah, man, we're going to ride these sleds down the mountain. So then uh, <laughs> one bully goes down. He's waiting at the bottom of the mountain. The other one goes down. And then Billy pops out behind a bush and just cuts his head off with an axe. Yeah. And then the head rolls down and the other kid's screaming. And Well, the other kid this, doesn't realize that he's been decapitated and he's like waiting for him at the bottom. And he's like, come on. Oh, yeah. And then his body comes down without yeah. the head. Yeah. This is a scene I remember as a kid. This one really stuck out to me. That's a good one, yeah. When you're five years old, this is just like, oh, yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Inject this into my veins. This really works for me. Totally. I'm yeah, so, so happy he's... I watched movies like this as a kid. Yeah. It made you, you know, cool. Imagine if I turned out like you. <laughs> you wouldn't last a fucking day as me. What, what kind of movies did you, like, when was the first slasher movie that you saw? I saw Psycho when I was pretty young. Um, I saw Psycho in like maybe like fourth grade or something like that. Uh, was that like intense for you? Like, whoa. Yeah, I, I remember it being intense. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. I liked Three Amigos and stuff like that. I mean, I like Three Amigos too. Yeah, I know. I just never really had a. Well, that that thing is like a big difference between. Even like we're what three years apart or something like there's one big difference between those age groups. And that is when I was a kid, I lived across the street from an independent video store that would have movies like this and you could just rent them. Mm -hmm. But then when Blockbuster became like the normal video store chain, they just couldn't rent them. Yeah. They stopped carrying movies like this. They wouldn't let kids rent them. Like my brother and sister and I would go to the store it was called Naked Eye on Hate Street in San Francisco. We'd go there and we just rent slasher movies one after the other. Yeah, that's cool. And we'd also watch like Top Secret. Sure, sure. Yeah, because I mean like your kids, you like that shit. And also I watched the My Pet Monster movie. So, you know, I like some kids' movies. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so now like the next day they're freaking out. There's five. We got like five bodies on our hands, like maybe more than that, including the toy store. Yeah. Um, there's this one cop who looks really funny. 
with a mustache driving mm-hmm. around. He's and complaining. He's just, he complains about they're like, there's a guy that's killing people. He hears on the radio that like there's a guy that's killing people and he, he's dressed like Santa and he's he's like complaining about having to go after Santa on Christmas Eve. Well, now it's Christmas Day. Oh right, sure. And he's oh, driving. No, 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 because no, we see them before that because remember they they yeah, go yeah, after the I... dad or they they try they think they catch him because they see him climbing into a window. So they, like right break the night before, there's a scene where they see a Santa Claus in a house going through the window, and they bust in. And they point their guns at him, and it's just like, "Hey, it's the dad." But it yeah. did, didn't you? Didn't it kind of look like he was like gonna molest the daughter? <laughs> yeah, like it looked sure. really creepy. And also, sure. like Santa Claus doesn't like just go in the kid's bedroom. Yeah, like sneak over to the little kid while they're sleeping. That's like tooth fairy shit. Put a ladder against a window, open it, crawl in the bedroom. Yeah, like what was he gonna do if they didn't walk in? Yeah, and then the next day, but so also those cops had, point guns. They point the guns at the guy who they think is the killer, but they're also just pointing guns at a girl, little girl. Yes. And the next day, it's good shit. After that mistaken identity, he then <laughs> sees another Santa Claus at the orphanage. And, Oh, well they, they tell him the, the, the nun, the sister nun, who's like, it was his like, you know, the one who took care of him and stuff like, is like, she realizes that he's making his way to the orphanage. So they, the cops send a guy that, that cop, uh, gets sent there to the orphanage to like wait for him to get come and like catch him to put a stop to him finally. Right. And he sees a Santa Claus who doesn't even do anything. Just literally like tries to shake a little girl's hand. Yeah. He he slowly walks towards kids as they're playing in the yard of a, uh, of, or like in the, the playground of the orphanage. And the and then the cop shoots him like five times. Yeah. And blood splatters on the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and just traumatizing it, that whole other generation of. I mean, he didn't even pull a gun out. He didn't even have a bag. Yeah. He didn't oh, have. And his justification was that he's like, I said stop, and he didn't. And the nun is like, he's deaf. He's an old. He's like the father of the orf, of the Catholic orphanage. He's an old man. Yeah, and, and it's hilarious because the night before he had another mistaken identity thing. Yeah. And he's just like, shit, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have shot him. This is why people are saying defund the police, dude. This kind of I'm shit. sorry. I'm sorry, but Adam, I like the police. I don't like the term defund. <laughs> well, look, if they're going to be shooting Santa Clauses that aren't the bad kind, you know, they're, they're out of control. America doesn't like... You don't mess with Santa Claus. And that's the thing Cisco and Ebert were saying. Yeah. You know, we draw the fucking line at Santa Claus. Stay away from my Santa. That's what Cisco hmm. said. Uh, these, these filmmakers are sick. Huh. This is blood money they got in their hands. God, a loser. He sucks. And also Ebert, you should know better. Oh, he like was agreeing with him? Yeah. Yeah, well, Ebert, like, fucking does that. He, like, has... He's like me. He has, like, opinions that he doesn't know. <laughs> like, he's not quite sure why he has these opinions sometimes. You I know what movie he really hated and was just like, ah, I just didn't like... I just didn't feel comfortable for the way they treated this woman. What? 
Blue Velvet. Oh, really? He also didn't like Rushmore. He gave Rushmore a bad review. He doesn't like... Well, he has bad taste in comedies and bad taste in horror movies. Mm. But then he'll watch, like, any fucked up art film, like, drama, like, Natural Born Killers, and it'll just be, like, four stars, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you think Natural Born Killers is special, but Silent Night, Deadly Night is, like, over the line? Give me a fuck. Uh... Yeah. So anyway, the cop kills Santa Claus, but he's like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I know I killed a guy, like a priest or whatever, but. Um, yeah, after he just, kills the guy, he just like keeps hanging around the orphanage. Well, he's got to protect it. He's the yeah. protector. So there's a really cool scene where he goes into the basement and walks around in a circle <laughs> and then uh, doesn't find anything. And he's like, oh, OK. And then just like The Shining, out of nowhere, Billy takes his axe and just fucking stabs him right in the chest. Yeah. I Killing mean, I him. saw it coming. I don't want to brag, Dunk. but I saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, he's a stupid cop. Yeah. I mean, why would he, he just... go down into this base? Like, first of all, he has no, there's no backup. He's just walking around the perimeter by himself. He sees this thing. He's just like, why would he go down in the basement leaving, like, the entire orphanage full of children vulnerable? Well, he sees the doors open. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know, right, like, why would he go in there? I mean, just because the door is open? I personally, I think that was a bad idea. But that's just me. Well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty when you watch a man get killed by an axe murderer. Yeah, I guess so. No judgment. But, so then after killing the cop, Billy's like, I'm going to go inside. And he, I'm do, he, he cuts off the snowman's head, too, as he goes in. That's pretty awesome. That's fucked that, up. That really pissed off Siskel. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, growing up in Chicago, the snowman was uh, one yeah. of our favorite uh, local uh, activities, and uh, this movie is sick. Yeah. Meanwhile, the cancer is just metastasizing inside his body. They say I got cancer. It's metastasizing. Metastasizing. Thank you. Um, like, I don't um, want to joke about can- Cisco getting cancer anymore. Why? Okay, let's keep doing it. The cancer probably... I mean, you know, I remember <laughs> my friend and I, we watched the Cisco and Ebert of Hercules, the Disney movie. <laughs> okay. And, like, Roger Ebert's just like... Like, Cisco gets his, like, spiel, and Roger Ebert's like, what are you talking about? It's like a it's like a movie for kids. Like, <laughs> and Cisco's just, like, rambling like an idiot. And, like, <laughs> we both... Agreed that like oh yeah man Siskel's the cancer's just eating his head like, he has, <laughs> he's just fucking dumb now he has he's mindless. It was just the cancer reviewing Hercules at that point. Yeah, it's just Roger Ebert's like, come on, it's a kids movie. What are you talking about? Like, I don't remember what he said, but he had like by then his eyeball was like bugging out of his head. You uh-huh. know, his tumors were so big. Yeah, damn. It was brain cancer. Oh yeah. The good one. Dude, both of us are going to get brain cancer now. Who cares? He's haunting us. He's going to haunt us. Cancer's not that bad. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You know. All right. If, I mean, if you say so. It's like your body's playing a goof on you. Yeah. Gotcha. Little April Fool's Got- joke. Hey, there's a lump in your skull. April Fool's. Um... So he cuts off the snowman's head, pissing off Siskel. 
And then the little kid just lets him in to the orphanage. And that was a big mistake. Yeah, Billy comes in with the kid and everybody's like, oh no, is Billy is Billy going to kill all the children? Is he going to be a bad boy? Is, uh, are saying kids it very naughty? Or, like that. Are they good? I don't know what's going to happen. And then um, no. the sheriff shows up and shoots Billy and kills him in front of all the children. Well, he, the, the kid is, Billy's about to he, uh, kill the mother superior, who's old, very old now and in a wheelchair. And who deserves it. Of course. She's the worst person in the whole movie. Billy's a victim. The um, Oh, well, she's not the worst person in the whole movie. I guess there's that guy I at the beginning. I think she is. No, that guy's awesome. <laughs> that guy is just having a great night, you know. He's yeah. making, like... First, he steals $28 from a gas station. Yeah. Kills that guy. And then he just, like, rapes and murders an entire family on the side of the road. That's in a problem. The cold. Yeah, that's a problem in America. A growing problem in America is people running on, around in these, like, crime rampages for no real yeah. reason. He's playing GTA by himself. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he really is. That's kind of yeah, cool. He's not, he's not thinking any of this through. And I'm yeah. wearing the Santa Claus outfit. Not a smart idea. He's going to regret that in the morning. You think he woke up the next day? Just like, oh, Fuck, shit. what did I do? Yeah. It was like me, myself, and Irene. He wakes up, he like pisses. and He's <laughs> like, oh, boy. I have a story about that. Um, my brother, when he, he saw me, myself, and Irene in the theater, and he went to go pee afterwards, and he was he was peeing in a urinal, and because uh, we live in we 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 lived in Clearwater, Florida, um, he, uh, well while he was peeing, Hulk Hogan walked up to the urinal next to him and started peeing too, and he goes, "I got to piss like Jim Carrey," to my oh brother. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Do you think he had just fucked Bubba the Love Sponge's wife? <laughs> Probably. Do you think he said that to Bubba the Love Sponge after he banged his wife? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a cool, a lot of people have little Hulk Hogan stories like that from where I, from where I live from. And I, can, more. I just don't, I just don't believe Hulk Hogan could be that blue. I know, man. He was the all American guy, the eat your vitamins sort of guy. Yeah. How, he how was could like, he? He was like the white Mr. T. It's because of, you know, it's because of his time as Hollywood Hogan in the NWO. Oh. And yeah, that was the bad era. That turned him bad. The heel era. Yeah, that's like uh, that's what was that's what you were going through when you were five watching these movies. You were going through your Hollywood Hogan phase. Do you remember the thing that ruined Hulk Hogan's uh, legacy? The oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think I do know what you're talking about. Did you he say the, the audience? He said the N word, right? Yeah. But I, I get him mixed up with Dog the Bounty Hunter. No, Dog because, the Bounty Hunter is like clean, clean as a whistle, man. He's an but they both citizen. did the same thing where they like left a message. Oh, they did. Oh, he did. Or they were ranting about like dating a black person and saying the N word over and over again. And, oh, like, I didn't know that about Dog. Fuck, Dog, what are you doing? And man? they both like were immediately canceled. Like Hulk Hogan got taken off the WWE like Hall of Fame page. It's kind of funny that people were surprised about Dog the Bounty Hunter being like that. It's like, I feel like because he was on TV, people were thinking that he was like part of like the cast of Parks and Rec. He's like John Cryer. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But you know who is Tuna. a really good guy? Guy Fieri. 
Yeah, he uh, he gives food to uh, the firemen. And he also pays his uh, crew really well, I've heard. And is like just a really good boss. There is one uh, troubling thing that he did where he got off a flight in San Francisco. Okay. And his like weird gay hairdresser guy is just like sobbing afterwards in this like TMZ video. And they're like, why are you crying, man? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's just like, what happened on the plane, man? What's going on? He's like, ah, I can't, I can't talk about it. Pissed, They're just he... like, the guy Fury beat the shit out of you on that airplane, like bully you? Like, what's going on on that plane? He was pissed because he didn't frost his tips, right? No, no, come on, man. You gotta frost the tips. Yeah. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Guy Fury also supports, you know, a lot of small small businesses. I'm really, I also, I fucking love Triple D. For me, if I'm in a hotel room, two things I'll want to watch the most are Forensic Files and Triple D. Double F and triple D. Yeah, too bad all the food on Diner Shrivens and Dives sucks. It looks good sometimes. Don't be such a snob. They just they just pick whatever random ass place. Yeah, I mean you can definitely tell available. that sometimes it's the food like the restaurant that they're at is like this is just kind of an okay place. With some like loud <laughs> asshole as the as the owner, so it's like you know, fun. It's all you know. It's good. Hey, it's a good TV show, but uh, yeah, I don't want to eat that garbage. Fair enough. No, you don't. You know, you have a very strict diet, very clean. You're you're a very clean eater. You want to tell uh, the audience what happened to you today? Are you talking about the five diarrheas I had today? <laughs> yeah. You really Charlie rosed up your bad bathroom, from what I hear. I uh, I had a big. I made a, myself a giant omelet. <laughs> And drank like a ton of coffee. You gotta have um, some veggies in there or something. I had veggies in the omelet. Maybe maybe you're maybe you need more carbs. I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to save you, man. I think it's the coffee. I just went really. I make pour overs, and I think I just put too much in this morning, and it just like mm. it emptied me out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that's such a disgusting phrase for you to use. Knowing what happened to you today, it emptied you out. It was, it was like a, I got like wrung dry. Oh god, yeah, just like a washcloth, just like a Imagine really muscly, Lord, like a, a really muscly Russian guy, just like wringing out a washcloth. That was you, or like my, like my lower intestines, the big thick, yeah, track, just like, just pushing it all out. That's good. Well, I'm glad you you made it through. It's stronger than ever. Yeah, like emptying out a sausage husk. <laughs> you know, they should show the scene of uh, after they eat the food on Diner Shrivens and Dives where Guy Fieri <laughs> takes like a horrific diarrhea. Yeah, the cre- that should be over the credits of every episode is the shits that he takes after eating from these places. And he's just like, oh man. And he's just like wiping his brow. Yeah, sweating. He's like sweating. It's hot. Yeah. It's like, he's like, all right. Just One gonna, time. Gonna, gonna wipe that up, flush it. Dude, seriously, uh, me and Wit and Barb and a few other people, we, we uh, did a, we we knew somebody who was who was trying to get people for a, a Guy Fieri produced show on the Food Network. It was like the next Food Network star or something like that. And like uh, a pitch. You went to like a test a test recording. No, it was like a, a, like it was a an pilot? episode that like aired. No, 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 no. It was a part of like a 
a season uh, like a, a show um and and we went to this one restaurant in la where they were doing this guy this one guy's deal or every like contestant on this reality show to be like the next big net food network host it's like they had their own version of a show that they were going to try to pitch and this guy's pitch was he looked just like guy fieri by the way uh and he uh um his his show would have been that he goes to restaurants and he takes their most popular dish and makes a pie style version out of it he calls it pie style Lame. and he just makes like a pot pie out of it Disgusting. And, yeah and so we went there and they were like don't eat before you come like there's gonna be there's gonna be a ton of food and everything and we we're like fuck this is awesome and uh like none of us were like we were all like out of work and shit at the time and uh we're so pumped and we had to wait like four hours outside in the sun and shit and then they finally brought us in and sat us down and we were like so hungry and they gave us this stuff and it was like this pie pot pie grilled cheese with roast beef in it and shit like mm. we had like the restaurant's Delicious. version and the pie style version and boy that was a tough one to get out afterwards yeah you had to take a big shit afterwards huh adam <laughs> yeah a bingo ding 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 so it was a pie with roast beef and cheese. Yeah, it was like a pot pie with like a just with, really cheesy and like a ton of of like, or maybe it was like pulled pork or something like that. But it was oh, just like yeah, that really bro. heavy. It was so fucking oh, heavy. Yeah. So awesome. And then what was the, the original dish? Like a sandwich? Yeah, it was like a grilled cheese, like pulled pork grilled oh, cheese sandwich. So. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I had a really uh, yeah. Um, I know what Guy Fieri. I have a little taste yeah. of what he must go through. What his life must be like. No Maybe picnic. that's like what he did to the hairdresser. He just like diarrheaed. Yeah. In a bucket on his private airplane, and the hairdresser's just like crying. Yeah, that's a uh, that's called doing a Dave Matthews, right? Oh, and then he you have to dump it over on a a boat or something. What'd they do? What? Didn't they, the Dave Matthews band they emptied their to- their butt tour bus toilet over when they were crossing a bridge, and it like went on people who are going underneath the bridge on a boat oh yeah that's what that happened that was yeah, awesome yeah. Well, good for well, that's that. a yeah that's a well-known story but it's just nice to to remind people about when uh, when uh jack nicholson used to fuck women he, afterwards he would say like you just got a let's come in you yeah <laughs> and, like, it'd be cool if dave matthews was just like you just got a let's shit on you yeah as the tour bus drives off did jack nicholson really do that yeah, he said that to Janice Dickinson. Um, she told it on the Howard Stern show, so it's real. Okay, that's embar- That's an embarrassing. That that I'd be embarrassed if that was Jack Nicholson and that got out. Isn't that a little cringe? Don't you want to play it cool if you're an A-lister? Hey, I'm cool, Adam. <laughs> Look, if I I'm when casual. I when I'm an A-lister, I'm not going to say stuff like that. What did you say modest. to your uh, my pal two thousand after you filled him with fucking? Cum? Yeah. You just got a list coming. <laughs> <laughs> then you give it back to your parents. Yeah. Uh, childhood was fun. Santa's watching. Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding. Now you're sleeping. Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been bad. There might be a 
treat for you in Santa's bag of toys. But Christmas won't be fun and games for naughty girls and boys. Santa's watching, Santa's waiting, everybody celebrating. Did you do your best this year? Everybody's celebrating. Did 